Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference call. We plan to host monthly calls through early June. The next call will be held Thursday, March 7 at 1 p.m. Central Time. If basin conditions warrant an ad hoc call due to an unexpected change, we will notify the region of the additional call. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, and the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. The slides from today's call are on our website at www.nwd-mr.usace.army.mil slash rcc slash. They are also linked in today's press release. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not place your call on hold. We will have a question and answer session at the end of the call. Calls for questions will not be part of the recording if none are asked. For the convenience of our media representatives, the final slide in this presentation includes each speaker's name, title, and contact information. We want to welcome back our representatives from NOAA and the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, who will provide updates on the climate outlook, weather patterns across the basin, snowpack, and flood potential. The agenda and presenters for today's call will be as follows. John Ramos, Chief of the Corps Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, will provide opening remarks. Doug Cluck, NOAA's National Center for Environmental Information will discuss the one- and three-month precipitation and temperature outlooks. Kevin Lau from the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center will discuss the latest flood risk in the Missouri Basin. Then Kevin Stom and Joel Konofchinski from the Corps' Missouri Basin Water Management Division will provide updates on the forecast and reservoir operations. Then John will provide closing comments before we receive your questions. So with that, I'll turn it over to you. John. Thank you, Eileen. Hello, and thank you for joining us on this, the second Missouri River Basin Outlook Conference Call of 2019. I appreciate your participation and look forward to working with you in the coming year. The Corps' Northwest Division is committed to better communication with congressional delegations, states, tribes, and stakeholders, and this call is just part of that effort. As Eileen mentioned, there will be a question and answer session after the presentations, and I encourage you to ask questions. This helps us improve all of our communications efforts and gives us some additional insight as to the concerns of the basin stakeholders. Flood risk management remains our primary consideration as we move into 2018. All of the 2018 stored flood water has been evacuated. The system reached the base of the annual flood control and multiple use zone on January 29th. All of the 16.3 million acre feet of flood control storage is available for managing 2019 runoff. It's important to understand that floods can and will occur regardless of basin or system conditions, including ice-induced flooding during the winter and flooding due to spring and summer 
thunderstorm partic- thunderstorms, particularly along the lower Missouri River, which cannot be mitigated by operation of the mainstream reservoirs. In late December, we posted the final 2019 annual operating plan. In it, we describe our planned operations of the reservoir system under a wide range of runoff conditions. I would like to emphasize that it is a system and not six individual projects. It is also important to note that the annual operating plan is not intended to be a forecast for the coming year, rather examines a range of potential runoff scenarios spanning 80% of the historic record. Now, this provides stakeholders an array of potential reservoir levels and releases that may be expected under various runoff scenarios. The annual operating plan also indicates how the reservoir system will be regulated to serve all of the eight congressionally authorized purposes to fulfill our responsibilities to the tribes and how we intend to comply with other laws such as the Endangered Species Act. In contrast to, in contrast to the annual operating plan, real-time regulation of the reservoir system is done using the best available hydrologic and climatic information and is adjusted to respond to changing conditions on the ground. Each month, and more frequently if needed, we provide updated runoff and reservoir regulation forecasts. Last week, we posted the February runoff and reservoir regulation forecast on our webpage, and earlier today, we put out a press release covering much of the same information we are covering on the call today. I will now turn the meeting over to Doug Cluck and Kevin Lyle to discuss the weather outlook. Doug? Thanks, John. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, it's always a pleasure to provide information to all the stakeholders in the basin and work with the Corps on these things. The first thing I wanted to just observe everybody that it's uh, 37 degrees above uh, what the wind chill is in Grand Forks here in, uh, and we're at zero here in Kansas City. Our wind chill is zero. So we're 37 degrees warmer than it is in Grand Forks today. So I guess I'm glad I'm not there, even though it's not that much fun being here either in Kansas City. Can we go to the next slide, please? So uh, looking back over the last three full months, uh, over uh, this is basically maps of the Missouri Basin, we'll see the temperature as compared to normal on the left and the precipitation as compared to normal on the right. You see that, the, if you will, the east and southeastern part of the basin, for the most part, has been slightly below normal for those three months, November, December, and January. The upper basin, a little bit warmer than normal. Nothing sort of extraordinary there in terms of temperature when you average it out over uh, over the entire three-month period. Also, uh, the precipitation on the lower right, the darker blues and greens are, are places where it's above normal precipitation. But take into account this is probably the driest part of the year in terms of the plains. So those uh, those numbers that are oh, um, 150 to 200% normal probably uh, really doesn't equate to incredible amount of, of, of water on the ground. Nonetheless, uh, you can see where it has been relatively wet, again, November through January, across the basin, uh, especially in parts of Nebraska and uh, eastern Montana and such. Uh, next slide. So here's the last 30 days, as opposed to that period I just talked about. Uh, the last 30 days, uh, ending yesterday, I guess it was. Uh, it, temperature is on the left again, average temperature. We see definitely a cold pattern across the north and eastern uh, part of the Missouri Basin. And as you go sort of south and west of there, uh, relatively uh, warmer temperatures over the last 30 days. 
that may change over the next oh it will change let me rephrase that over the next uh, week or two this map will look somewhat different if we do it 30 days uh, in the past in two weeks nonetheless things have been other than the northeast part of the basin it's been relatively uh, warm or near normal over the last 30 days we had some very warm days stuck in the middle of there it may not have seemed as warm as it did but uh, it was the percent of normal precipitation again over the last 30 days where we had the uh, if you will excess precipitation across parts of Nebraska you see a, a, a deficit again that time of year this time of year I should say from from now 30 days ago isn't necessarily in the plains part where we collect a whole bunch of moisture uh, compared to the rest of the year so in the plains these 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 values don't mean as much as they certainly would in uh, April May June that time of that time frame so we see wetter than normal conditions across the north and northwest especially in Montana and such uh, also some wetness uh, across Kansas up through uh, uh, Missouri there as well next slide uh, I just want to give a snapshot, uh, sort of lay a little bit of groundwork in terms of uh, uh, just general conditions. We just saw where it was wet and where it was sort of dry, uh, wet and dry and warm and, and cool uh, for the last, for the more recent uh, period. This is looking at the entire year of 2018, and really you can see, for the most part, uh, the Missouri Basin states. Really, other than Colorado, a little bit into Wyoming, and I guess in, in Missouri to some degree, uh, we really didn't see above uh, or below uh, that far uh, normal temperatures for the year. Okay, uh, that's that's not the outstanding uh, uh, piece, other than the Colorado bit being very warm. Look down at the precipitation really quick. There, uh, you see Nebraska, Iowa, places east, really all in that sort of darker shading. There was a period of basically from June, maybe even before that, through well through the end of the year that extended into the well into the Midwest, where you see all those very high numbers, meaning those are almost uh, record wet. Uh, Iowa was one year uh, only had one year that was wetter than uh, than we had last year on record in the last 124 years. So that's pretty impressive. And if you remember how wet it was and how much water was coming down the Sioux and the uh, Little and Big Sioux and uh, um, some of the eastern uh, South Dakota rivers, uh, it was a very wet year. And I didn't show a map, and, I, and now that I think about it, I probably should have just kind of given an indication of soil moisture. But generally speaking, soil moisture uh, across uh, at least the mid to uh, lower part of the basin and, and to some degree some of the uh, upper basin is relatively moist from what we can tell right now and uh, 2018 was a uh, was a pretty wet year so um, it's good to remember those things next slide please so here's the mountain snowpack percentages I apologize for the fuzziness of some of those numbers the numbers in and of themselves at this time of year probably aren't the most important thing it's the shading that that matters and that green, the over, overriding uh, color, if you will, up there is sort of that 90 to basically 90 to 110 percent. So that middle range, uh, average range for snow accumulation, or in this case, snow water equivalent uh, percentage of normal. We're right around normal for most of the basin, maybe a slightly bit low uh, as you go up into Montana, northern reaches. Uh, 
of, of Montana for the basin. But uh, compared to last year on the right, you can see, we're quite a bit lower than what we had last year, where we were well above normal um, in many of the uh, many of the upper basins that flow into the Missouri and Platte River systems. So, uh, so that's where we are on the left. Percentages are right around 100%, maybe a little lower as you go to the north. Uh, gives you an idea of, of, of the snowpack, at least in the, in the mountains. Next slide. This is this is snowpack again, snow water equivalent. If you melted all that snow down, how much water would be sitting there? Uh, you see trace to one inch over a huge area. Most of the basin, especially the upper basin, is, is has some snow. It's uh, it's negligible to up to uh, about an inch in water. As you go sort of north and east again towards the river in North and South Dakota, you'll see that the snowfall amounts increase especially in, in uh, places East River uh, uh, from two to four, and maybe some pockets of four to six inches here and there, uh, uh, but not uh, not uh, nothing that's sort of outstanding like we've seen in the past. Now it's early in the season. Both that mountain snow and, and plain snow could increase uh, considerably over the next month or, or so, uh, the mountains for an, another two or three months, actually. But... Uh, the, the plains uh, at this point it doesn't show remarkable snowpack um, as in too high or, uh, or or such. Next slide. So here we get into the forecasts a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, I have to show you this map on the left. This is this is not for this coming week, but the week after that. So there's the dates. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day on the 14th to the 20th of February, this is the predictions on the left you see where you see a darker color in terms of blue that is uh it means there's a much higher probability of below normal temperatures, and often that probability does equate to the actual value below the strength of a below normal signal so in other words we're we're talking fifteen to twenty degrees below normal, probably for Montana, North Dakota. Um, and then a little less as you go sort of, as you can see there, a little less probabilities and less anomaly uh, as you move to the south and east. In other words, uh, cold, but not quite as cold as you move downriver, if you will. And looking to the right, you see the precipitation outlook for the same period, uh, week two, and I guess I'll say, unfortunately, I don't know, depends on who you are and what you like. If you like skiing, it's it's one thing. Unfortunately, that or fortunately, I guess uh, the precipitation looks like it's going to continue to be a, an, is, an issue. There will be precipitation. It's not like it's going to be purely dry throughout this really cold time. Sometimes when you get that cold, it dries out. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case in this case. Again, the amount of precipitation could vary. The mountains could actually get, um, based on this forecast, could actually get some good snows, but so could the plains as well. So we'll have to watch and see where it materializes, where the storm systems go and all that. Next slide. And here's the outlook for the rest of February. Uh, they've pretty well nailed it in terms of the below normal con below normal temperature conditions uh, very likely across the north, the, the upper basin, I'll just put it that way. And uh, the entire basin has some probability of being below normal, or I should say, uh, Leaning towards being below normal in terms of temperature for the for the month of February, no warming trend seen yet that I've seen anyway. 
And same with precipitation. Looks like, for the most part, except for the uh, far reaches of uh, Montana, far reaches of the Missouri River Basin to the north and west, uh, probabilities for above normal precipitation exist for the entire basin. Uh, that's what that indicates on the right. Wherever there's green, that's above normal probabilities. Not strong, but they're still there. So, Next slide. And this is the one that's going to be difficult to explain <laughs> after seeing what we just saw for uh, week two as well as the month of February. So this is February, March, and April all combined. And this is the last forecast, which came out in mid middle of January. These will be updated on February 21st, which is a Thursday. We'll have a webinar just based on that. Um, when I say we will have a webinar, uh, contact me if you want to be on that. Anyway, uh, you see warm. You see the sort of orange and yellow sort of in the upper basin, and, and uh, that means that they're predicting a better chance of being above normal uh, temperature for that three-month period. For that to happen, if February is going to be as cold as they say it's going to be, uh, March and April are going to have to be, um, let's just say, warmer than normal. So we're, I guess we'll hope that this map comes true for those of us who don't like uh, a lot of cold. In terms of precipitation, there is, uh, I'll say that's a relatively weak signal in terms of wetness in the southwest part of the basin, Colorado, focused on Colorado. Um, I won't go into detail because I don't know why that circle is there or why that oval uh, is placed there. I wasn't part of that conversation lately. So, uh, But there is an indication of some wetness across Colorado and surrounding areas uh, during the three-month period. Okay, uh, next slide. Yeah, so here's the uh, depiction from the drought monitor of on the upper left of the current drought in the basin. Uh, pretty negligible until you get down to uh, extreme southwest portions of the basin in, in Colorado, uh, where they still have some dryness there, uh, but really not a big issue across the basin. In fact, uh, wet, wet conditions are probably pre prevalent. And on the right is the outlook for, uh, well, through, I'll put it this way, through the end of April in terms of where drought may develop. And some of that does extend slightly, maybe, into the Missouri, upper Missouri basin uh, as you get into uh, northwest Montana, well, or maybe not. Anyway, um, not a big indication of weather is going to get, get a lot drier uh, anytime soon. And then the final slide. Yeah, the key points here, I didn't talk about El Nino because it's really a weird year. Uh, um, there's a lot of indications that El Nino should have developed this year, and it didn't quite happen. Uh, we're probably uh, transitioning to a neutral uh, condition here in the next few months. Um, you'll hear more about that uh, probably on the next few calls. Uh, plain snowpack, widespread but not outstanding. Eastern, South, and North Dakota snowpacks with uh, uh, islands, I'll say, of four to six degree, four to six inches of water. Uh, mountain snowpack mainly average, uh, maybe slightly lower. Uh, we have a long way to go there until, until we really know what's going to happen. Uh, and then uh, likely continued cold uh, basin-wide uh, throughout February, especially north, sorry, Montana, uh, leaning towards warmer-than-normal conditions, uh, fingers crossed, March and April, uh, across much of the basin. Uh, precipitation, February leans on the wet side, leans to the wet side, especially uh, 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 as you go north and and then uh, generally equal chances of ab above, below, or near normal precipitation except for uh, 
of portions of, of Colorado and, and some of the surrounding areas, which could be a little wetter than normal. Uh, or at least we're leaning that direction. So I think that's that's all I have for the moment. So thank you very much. Thank you. And we will move to Kevin Lau. All right. Thank you, Eileen. Um, on behalf of the National Weather Service, I, like Doug, wish to thank the Corps for inviting us to participate in these series of calls. So good afternoon. Um, my name is Kevin Lau, and I'm with the uh, National Weather Service Missouri Basin uh, River Forecast Center. As Doug has already mentioned, snowpack conditions in the mountains can be generally described as about normal for this time of year. By this point, uh, we've normally accumulated about 60%, a little more maybe, of the seasonal peak snow water equivalent in the mountains. And so uh, we still have plenty of accumulating season left, and much could change. The February water supply forecast developed by the National Weather Service was issued earlier this week uh, by my office, and it projects a slightly below average runoff volume for the 2018 season for the uh, mountainous area of the basin, with one exception, and that would be the Milk River Basin, and that is projected to have a much below average runoff season. But again, uh, for most of the mountainous area, uh, we do expect a slightly below average runoff volume for this year. Moving to the plains, as Doug mentioned, the only appreciable plain snowpack in the basin is found in the eastern Dakotas, where amounts are generally two to four inches. Um, but again, we are still uh, rather early in the season, and as we all know, plain snow kind of comes and goes. Uh, generally speaking, it has been a wetter uh, than normal fall in early winter across the uh, uh, much of the basin. And this has left the soils, especially in the eastern portion of the basin, extremely wet. And though we've tended toward a mild uh, fall and winter with regard to temperatures, we do believe that soils uh, are frozen for much of the northern plains. Uh, at this time, it's not certain as to what degree frozen ground will play in uh, enhancing, if it does at all, the uh, springtime runoff production. Uh, just this past week, uh, both the Platte River and the Grand River in Missouri uh, experienced flooding from uh, plain snowmelt located uh, along the Iowa and, and Missouri border. Freeze-up ice jamming has already uh, been reported within the basin. Uh, some of the rivers that have experienced that include the North Platte, the Elkhorn, the Niobrara, uh, Platte Rivers, and I just read this morning the Loop River in Nebraska. Uh, the Wind River in Wyoming, and the Jefferson River in Montana. And I'm sure there's been other instances of, uh, of river ice action that I've uh, not been made aware of. However, as far as I know, no significant impacts have been associated with ice jams uh, to date. Um, as Doug showed, February uh, is supposed to be well below um, normal with regard to temperatures, and so I, I think that we'll experience uh, river ice buildup uh, over the next uh, two or three weeks. Some flooding due to ice uh, breakup is expected this spring, uh, and that is typical. However, exact locations and the level of severity are not known. Ice jamming is not uncommon, and we will have to continue to monitor the river for its occurrence as we uh, move uh, further into winter and early spring. 
Long-range river outlooks uh, issued by the National Weather Service in late January does indicate the likelihood of tributary flooding this spring, um, primarily in the eastern portion of the basin. Areas likely to experience tributary flooding include eastern South Dakota, western Iowa, eastern Nebraska, and eastern Kansas, and across the state of Missouri. And the wet soils have enhanced the chances for flooding in these areas for this spring. Springtime flooding in the southeastern portion of the basin is driven by thunderstorm activity, uh, whether you have wet soils or not, and that is typical. The National Weather Service will be issuing its first official spring flood outlook in two weeks from today, on Thursday, February the 21st. And this outlook on February the 21st will provide the first official National Weather Service quantification of flood potential for this spring and early summer. Thank you. This concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Thanks, Kevin. And now I will hand it to Kevin Stott. Okay, thanks, Eileen. Next slide, please. Go ahead to the next one. The 2019 calendar year runoff forecast for the upper Missouri basin above Sioux City, Iowa, is 25.6 million acre feet, which is about average. For the February 1 calendar year forecast, the most important factors are recent runoff trends, plains and mountain snowpack, drought and soil moisture conditions, and the NOAA Climate Prediction Center's monthly and seasonal temperature and precipitation outlooks. Throughout the year, we will continue to monitor soil conditions, plains and mountain snow accumulation, and temperature and precipitation outlooks. We update our runoff forecast on a monthly basis and more often if warranted. Next slide, please. At this time of year, plains and mountain snowpack provide the best indication of spring runoff in the upper basin. Plain snowpack usually peaks in February and melts in March and April. Currently, plain snowpack is mostly concentrated in eastern regions of the upper basin. As discussed by Doug Cluck, the National Weather Service's no-risk modeled snow assessment, shown here in slide 17, indicates a moderate snowpack has developed in central and eastern North Dakota and northern and eastern South Dakota. Estimated snow water equivalents in these areas as of February 6th, range from two to four inches of SWE, or snow water equivalent, and more than four inches in some localized areas. However, field measurements have not yet indicated amounts of these magnitudes. Additional snowfall has also occurred throughout the past week in Montana and the Dakotas. In the lower basin, the plain snowpack melted last weekend, mostly, resulting in some large increases in lower basin tributary flows, as discussed by Kevin Lau. Also, the Corps would like to express our appreciation to any volunteers listening today for continuing to support the Basin's collective effort to measure Plain SWE. The measurements have been valuable in assessing the Upper Basin Plain SWE. Next slide, please. So in regards to the mountain snowpack, as of February 7th, mountain SWE was below average in both reaches, 90% of average in the Fort Peck Reservoir Reach and 90% of average in the Garrison Reservoir Reach. Mountain snowpack usually peaks in mid-April and melts in April, May, and June. Normally, by February 1st, about 64% of the eventual peak snowpack has accumulated. Now we'll move on to slide 20, and Joel Konofchinski will discuss the February Reservoir System Regulation Studies. Thanks, Kevin. 
On January 29, the reservoir system storage reached 56.1 million acre-feet, which is at the base of the annual flood control zone. This means that all the stored 2018 floodwaters have been evacuated from the system. Currently, the system storage is at 56.1 million acre-feet, and all 16.3 million acre-feet of flood storage is available for the 2019 runoff season. Releases from Gavin's Point started the month at 24,000 cubic feet per second before being reduced to 20,000 cubic feet per second over the weekend. Releases will be held steady through mid-February and then lowered to 17,000 cubic feet per second, conditions permitting. Releases from Gavin's Point are expected to remain near that rate through the remainder of February. Garrison releases were set at 16,000 cubic feet per second in late December in anticipation of the river freezing in. After stages in the Bismarck area stabilized, releases were gradually increased to the current release of 26,000 cubic feet per second and will remain near that rate through February, downstream conditions permitting. Moving on to the monthly studies, the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Kevin just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in the precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. Moving on to slide 22 and looking at the upper three reservoirs, currently Fort Peck and Garrison are 1.6 and 1.2 feet above the base of their flood control pools. Hawaii is 1.6 feet below the base of the flood control pool. While the total system storage is projected to be near the base of the annual flood control zone at the end of February, the upper three reservoirs may be unbalanced. The basic simulation shows that at the end of February, Fort Peck may be just under or just over half a foot above the base of its flood control pool, Garrison at the base of the flood control pool, and Oahe nearly one foot below the base of its flood control pool. Now to slide 23, the navigation service level and season length. The service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. The navigation service level at the start of the navigation season is based on the March 15 system storage. Under the basic simulation, we would be providing full service flow support for the first part of the navigation season. Full service flow support is designed to provide a nine foot deep navigation channel. For the full service level on the basic simulation, Gavin's Point monthly average releases range from approximately 27,000 to 32,000 cubic feet per second. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1 system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation would be full service after the July 1st storage check and a full eight-month navigation season would be provided. Energy generation at the main stem dams in 2018 was 12.3 billion kilowatt hours. This compares to the long-term average of 9.3 billion kilowatt hours. The forecast for 2019 with the basic simulation is 9.7 billion kilowatt hours. Turning to slide 24, this shows the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown on the top of the slide. This webpage gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning. Thank you, and this concludes my talk. Thank you, John.
Thanks, Kevin and Joel. And I'd also like to thank uh, Doug Cluck and Kevin Lau for their input. So in summary, as Joel pointed out, the entire 16.3 million acre feet of flood storage is available for managing the 2019 runoff. The Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System is positioned to provide good support for all of the authorized purposes. We'll continue to monitor the conditions in the basin and we'll make any necessary release adjustments as the spring unfolds. Before I turn the meeting back to Eileen for questions and answers, I want to let everyone know that our spring public meetings will be held on April 9th through April 11th. On April 9th, we will be in Fort Peck, Montana and Bismarck, North Dakota. We will be in Pierce, South Dakota and Sioux City, Iowa on the 10th of April and in Nebraska City, Nebraska and Smithville, Missouri on the 11th of April. The logistics for the meeting are being finalized. Uh, the meeting times and venues will be posted on our website and will be included in the March monthly press release. I encourage you to attend one of these meetings if possible. That, include, that concludes my remarks. Thank you very much. Back to you, Eileen. Thanks, John. Uh, as a reminder, the um, weekly update that is still up on the screen is available online and is uh, linked in today's press release. Our next call is scheduled for Thursday, March 7, and then the final slide is a list of today's speakers. Reminder, the next call is Thursday, March 7, and we will talk to you next month.